Hello, my comfy, cozy, witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 25 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And I guess this is officially the first episode of season two. And I am so excited to be back with you all. I have um, missed doing the podcast, but I did have a much needed break to just relax. I say relax, but my summer wasn't actually relaxing, but just to free up some time to spend time with my family and take a couple of trips over summer and just kind of re refresh myself and get ready for this fall season and this new second season of the podcast. So I'm excited to be back. Many of you have been reaching out over the last couple of months asking when the podcast was coming back. And well, here I am, September 15th, right before Maybon, ready to talk to you all about this autumn equinox, talk about the fall season, and what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, which I'm going to get into right now. So the topic that is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy is something that I could probably talk about for an entire episode, because right now I am in full fall, autumn, yes, pumpkin spice (laughs) spirit as we roll into my favorite season. Um, So what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy right now is fall and everything that has to do with fall. And as I think back, I, I have a feeling that this was what was making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy in one of my earliest episodes, probably episode one or two. But you know what? I'm going to have to talk about it again today because it is, as I said before, September 15th. The weather is starting to turn a little bit. Yes, it still reaches almost 80 degrees here in Pennsylvania in the afternoon on these really warm days. But overall, I've been waking up and it's been 55 to 60 degrees in the morning. And that is, oh, that is the perfect temperature for me. I'd say 57 degrees where I need a sweater or a sweatshirt and I can st- it's still warm enough that I can go outside with my coffee and enjoy the crisp air. I've been able to take a lot of my morning rituals outside, which has been really nice because it's been cool enough. This summer, it was just really muggy and most mornings I'd wake up and it would already be in the mid 70s and just humid and muggy and buggy. And although I did get outside every morning, because that's just what I love to do. I like to be outside in nature as much as humanly possible. I was finding myself batting away uh, mosquitoes and other little gnats and bugs. And it just was not conducive to a really relaxing morning. So this cool weather, this fall weather that is being ushered in, makes my days just go so nicely. Or I guess I should say it makes my days start really nice. So I've been getting ready for fall, decorating as soon as September 1st hit. My husband and I were in the basement bringing up all of our fall decor. And I already have the porch decorated, my altar space, my sacred space is decorated, the living room, the mantle, you name it, it's pretty much decorated for fall. 
I have lots of my garlands. I have my little ghosties out, my pumpkins already, ceramic pumpkins. Not I haven't bought the actual pumpkins quite yet, um, but I've had those out and it's just been so nice to set up for my favorite season. What I did, oh, what I bought this year, I was really excited. I went to a local metaphysical shop and I may have mentioned her before, I'm not sure, but I really like Amy Brown's work. She is an illustrator and she has worked with Lucy Cavendish. I know I've talked about Lucy before because she knows so much about fae magic and working with the fae. And they've worked together on Oracle card decks. But anyway, Amy Brown also creates these adorable fairy statues. And I picked up her fall one a couple days ago. And it's this cute little fairy and her wings are fall leaves so it's like the green turning to uh like a yellow mustard into an orange at the tips of these leaves of her wings and she has a little flower hat and a flower skirt and these cute little brown boots and I have it sitting on my desk I'm looking actually at her right now and her hands are up almost like she's pushing her hair back like the wind is blowing And I'll post a picture and put it on my stories or put it on my Instagram so you can see. But it's just so cute. And I have been eyeing this for a while at my local metaphysical shop. And so I just decided to go ahead and splurge and buy it. And she wasn't really that expensive. But just looking at her makes me feel comfy, cozy, and of course, witchy, um, as I have it in my sacred space. And then I see my foxes are popping up everywhere And this just adds to the comfy coziness and adds to this time of year because, you know, you all know, if you've listened to most of my episodes, I mentioned foxes and how much I adore foxes. Even though I don't consider a fox one of my um, spirit guide animals, I still very much connect with them. And so I have found little fox statues here and there. They have the cutest one of all places at the Dollar Tree. And I found this cute little foxy at the Dollar Tree. And people have been asking, because I have it in some of my posts on Instagram, and people have messaged me like, where did you get that, Jenny? Where did you find it? And of all places, it's from the Dollar Tree. And it's this cute little wooden fox. And his eyes are shut like he's sleeping. It's adorable. And there's fox imagery everywhere. I picked up a fox candle holder at Bath and Body Works. Um, and I just see, I've seen them all over the place. Mushroom Root, she she makes um, beautiful handmade pottery mugs and other goodies. She sent me for a giveaway a mug and she put a little fox. We worked together in designing it. And it has the cutest little fox in a crescent moon. Oh my gosh, I love it. So foxes are making me feel comfy, cozy. I feel like I could go on and on about all the stuff. And I haven't even touched upon everything that made me feel that way during the summer. But I guess we're into fall now. So I'm not going to talk about the summer and everything that I did. I could do that on a completely other episode. Um, But then the last thing I want to talk about before I move on to our main topic is pumpkin spice everything. And I know that's kind of a contentious issue. Either people, I feel they love pumpkin spice or they despise pumpkin spice. And I I don't, I think you all know that I love it. (laughs) I love all things fall, um, autumn, pumpkin, gourd, apples. I love pumpkin spice. 
And I made this pumpkin spice sauce that I've been making for a couple of years. And I made a couple batches and I posted about it. And I've been having that in my coffee every morning. And it is so delicious. And then I've been putting it on other things as well, like pancakes. And my son's birthday was this week. And so we put it on ice cream. We got pumpkin ice cream and put the I put some pumpkin sauce on the pumpkin ice cream and it was delicious. So all of that. Uh, and then, you know, we, this is the time of year where we start to kind of turn inward a little bit. Uh, things are slowing down. And so fall reminds me of that, reminds me to take my time for a beat, to slow down, and my rituals will start surrounding um, those kind of issues and those those items. So all of that to say, and I know I'm rambling on and on here in this opening segment, I think it's because I haven't had a podcast in so long, an episode come out, I don't realize how much I can ramble on, but I know many of you like that. But that, all that is the fall, autumn, goodness, and magical working, that's what currently is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Before I go into the main segment, I just want to remind you all of a couple of things. If you want to know where to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can feel free to join the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group. And you can also connect with me through my new newsletter. And you can find a link to that in my Instagram bio. Basically, everything is in my Instagram bio. But in the newsletter, I'm sending it out once every couple of weeks and just giving you an update on all things comfy, cozy, and witchy. I thought that it was a good place to be able to put all of that in a concise email. And typically, I send out little recipes and other goodies. So you can always find me there. So now I'm moving on to the main segment for this episode, which is all about Maybon or the autumn equinox. I pronounce it Maybon and I have, you know, heard it pronounced this way. Um, And as you know, as a solitary practitioner, nothing really was pronounced to me because I was reading my, you know, my entire life. It's just words on a page, no pronunciations. And, you know, the last couple of years as I'm I'm meeting more witches and talking to them, I realized that pronunciation may be incorrect and I don't want to be pronouncing things wrong. Maybon, Maybon, Maybon is thought to be, or, you know, in my research, how people in the States pronounce it. In in other areas, for example, the UK and Ireland and England and Wales, uh, it is oftentimes pronounced Mabon or Mabon. And maybe that's the way I should be pronouncing it. So I apologize to those of you if I if I say it the wrong way, or even if I go back and forth and say it um, different ways. But it is Welsh in origin. Oh, my phone just beeped. My aunt just texted me. Thank you for sending me. (laughs) What are the chances? She said, thanks for sending me your ritual. Um, I just sent her a Maven ritual and she, did you hear it go ding? She literally just texted me while I'm talking to you about that. So that's fantastic. Um, But it is Welsh. The, The background is Welsh. And so I do like, 
you know, to pronounce it as close to that as possible, which I believe is Mabon. So again, I'm just waxing on, <laughs> waxing on about this. Um, so you might hear me pronounce it a couple different ways. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about the autumn equinox. <laughs> Maybe saying the autumn equinox will just be better for everybody. <laughs> um, when when witches are asked to name their favorite Sabbath, you know, to name their favorite festival on the wheel of the year, I would say that the two least popular or the ones that people say the the least would be Lunasa. And, which is the first harvest festival, and Mabin, which is the third harvest, or the second, I'm sorry, the second harvest festival. So the first two harvest festivals, which Samhain, of course, being the third. And I I have to say, and I think many of you know this about me, that the autumn equinox, Mabin, this is my favorite Sabbath because my practice is all about home and hearth and kitchen and coziness and comfort. I mean, that is that is my name, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And I truly think that this Sabbath exemplifies all of those things more than any other one. And that really is, is my experience with the autumn equinox and my personal experience with this season where I am, where I live in the world. Not everybody in the world has the weather that I have during the fall. You know, those of you living south of me, it's probably a lot warmer this time of year. And maybe you don't have those those fall vibes, which to me scream comfy cozy. But for me personally, this is the start of the time of year where the leaves are changing colors, the air is getting cooler, pumpkins are coming out, you have Starbucks, Dunkin', you know, everybody has their pumpkin spice. And it's that coolness, that chilliness where you want to just be outside with a cup of coffee or tea or cider or wine wrapped up in a cardigan or a blanket in front of a fire pit with a good book in your hand and maybe your animal or familiar on your lap. And to me, the autumn equinox is the perfect time to do that. And it screams comfy coziness. So I just wanted to tell you why this is my favorite Sabbath, which you all could have guessed it. And I love all the foods associated with it, which we'll talk about the foods in a little bit. So let's go on a little bit more about the background. So Maven is the second harvest festival, and it falls between Lunasa, and Samhain, which is coming up next month, and a lot of witches love Samhain. It's also known as the autumn equinox, as I said. And it, and first, I would say, first and foremost, was known as the autumn equinox. Mabin is a, a relatively new word that I'll talk about in a moment. So the autumn equinox, you know, is the day that it's equal parts light and dark. So this is a great time to celebrate that balance and respect that balance. As the second harvest festival, this is also the time of year when farmers know how well their summer crops have performed. And um, and they know how well they're going to continue performing through this, the harvest festivals and the harvest seasons. And this often, if you think way back, determined and still determines really 
whether families will have enough food to make it through winter, enough sustenance to get them through the season. So this was a huge time for pagans and peoples in general um, of years past because the harvest seasons and the harvest festival, particularly this one, the second one at the autumn equinox, this was when families knew whether or not they had to really save up to get through winter um, and whether or not their crops have performed. And because of this, this Sabbath is when pagans and witches give thanks to their crop's bounty, thanks for animals, for food in general, and to the earth. And they're grateful to everything that they have in general and give gratitude to others. So it's no surprise that that Mabin is often known or often referred to as the witch's Thanksgiving. Because although we think of Thanksgiving in the States coming at the end of November, you know, pagan witches like myself celebrate it now. Well, actually next week, I should say on the 22nd or around around this time, depending on when you can prepare a meal and, and have your festival if you choose to have that. So that's a little bit of background about Mabin. It comes from a Welsh god who, the name Mabin comes from a Welsh god who was the son of the earth mother goddess. However, I think that it's important to note that a direct connection to this Welsh god and the season of autumn has not been made explicitly. Um, in some readings, you may find that. I've, I've seen a couple little articles here and there that, you know, Mabin was thought indeed to be the Welsh god of autumn, but that really is not solidified anywhere. And, you know, after after reading and listening to some other pagan witches um, who who are of Welsh descent, they say the same thing. Um, this the name Mabin, though, to describe this particular Sabbath was adopted much much later. Like we're talking the nineteen seventies when the eight Wiccan Sabbaths were named, and of course many witches even though they may not be Wiccan, do take bits and pieces from um, Wicca and add them into their practice, to their eclectic, I should say, practice. And I celebrate, you know, all eight Sabbaths. And those names specifically came about, you know, in the 1970s. Um, but I do want to note the autumn equinox and celebrating the autumn equinox, which falls, you know, it, it is the same time, has been celebrated by people of all different cultures and pagans across the world for hundreds of years because, again, this is the time where people realized whether or not their crops were fruitful and whether or not they were going to have a good harvest that could get them through the rest of the year. So I hope that gave you a little bit of background. There is so much more and I could go into detail, but there are great books and great references. Llewellyn's Sabbath Almanacs can give you a lot of information. You know my podcast. I like to keep them around 30 minutes or so. This one might be longer. Who knows? Um, so I give you just a brief overview, but look up the Llewellyn Sabbath Almanac. Ellen, Ellen Dugan wrote on a book on the autumn equinox, which I have. I got it years ago. I don't know if it's even still in print. Um, it's fantastic. And it's all about uh, the autumn equinox. And there are other books out there. 
Oh, and Llewellyn put out, I think, just a a Mabin book that you can find. What I most like about Mabin, obviously, I said this before, it's the comfy, cozy feeling that I get with this Sabbath. And and being at the end of September, the days are a little bit warm, but the nights turn chilly, chilly enough that, you know, I want to be in the kitchen eating a warm meal made of squash and corn and apple and that a good apple crisp and other fall fruits and vegetables that come either from my garden or from local, you know, local farms. It's where I like to bundle up in a blanket, cozy up with a good book in front of the fire or outside in the fire pit, have a nice glass of red wine. You know, this Mabin Autumn Equinox screams comfort and calm. And it also reminds us all of the natural warmth and comfort that our practice can bring to us. Uh, But it also means that Samhain is around the corner and many, many witches love Samhain. So for, for this Sabbath, it's the time to thank the earth for all it's given you, all it's given us throughout this year so far. And it's also a time where we can start to welcome the dark months and be okay with welcoming the dark months. You know, the spring, the summer is now behind us. We're moving forward in the natural cycle of life and it's going to get darker. So we need to start preparing for that. It's a time to maybe go inward a little bit to reflect upon the hopes and wishes that we made at Imbolc or Ostara and how they've manifested over this wheel of the year into now. And it's the time of turning inward, as I said, and gratitude, big on gratitude and celebrating everything that we have, everybody that's in our life, the food on our table, um, our animals, everything that we've been giving, um, whether bigger, bigger given, I'm sorry, whether big or small, you know, just be grateful for all of that. So some symbols that go along with the Mabin Sabbath. Apples. Apples are a great symbols. And you're going to, a symbol, um, you're going to find a lot of the symbols <laughs> that I feel exemplify this Sabbath are food. <laughs> because to me, this is all about, this Sabbath is all about food. <laughs> um, and of course, being with family, but food. So apples. Uh, apples symbolize the second harvest and they're often used as offerings to deity during this Sabbath season. So you could even have apples on your altar or in your kitchen altar. And it's great to cook with apples during this season. So apple pies and tarts and drinks and ciders that showcase this fruit. And I'll tell you what I usually do for my Maven uh, celebrations in a little bit and what I'm making this year or what I think I'm making. Probably similar to what I made last year because last year's Maven meal was probably one of my favorite meals all year. Another symbol would be autumn leaves, of course. Leaves represent the changing of seasons, um, the turning of the wheel, the beginning of dormancy as nature slows down, as it prepares for winter. So it's a good idea to adorn your house with um, your house and your altar with autumnal hues and leaves as a reminder of this ever-changing nature. Um, another thing is corn or the corn dolly, and often associated with lunasa. And this is funny, you know, um, my friend Rowan, you all know my friend Rowan, Rowan Oaken, he and I were talking back and forth a couple of weeks back. It was right after Lunasa, I think, about corn and how corn always represents Lunasa. But to me, it, it's more representative of Mabin because that's when I, I use a lot of corn and that's whenever I'm harvesting more corn. But it represents the harvesting of crops for this second Sabbath um, celebrating the second harvest. 
the popular corn dolly celebrates this harvest and recognizes the female spirit of corn and grain who lives in the field and who's watching over the crops. And it was thought that this, this spirit did watch over the crops. And what people would do is take the, the husk of the corns and make dollies that they would then bring into their homes to look over the house where it rests and to look over the home during the seasons where the corn is no longer outside. Um, another item, yes, yeah, see, I told you there's going to be lots of food, <laughs> is pomegranate and pomegranate seeds. And some of you may, may think like pomegranate, like this seems kind of strange, but it's important to note, and I may have mentioned this um, earlier this year, that pomegranates are closely associated with this with Maven due to their connection to Persephone and the Greek goddess, you know, who was, she was the Greek goddess who was bound to the underworld for half of the year for eating pomegranate seeds. And this is, you know, this is the time where that occurs. Some other symbols that you might find associated with this time um, are wine and grapes. It's a great time when grapes are harvested. Gourds, of course, nuts, acorns, berries. Um, this is this time is symbolic of transitions because we're transitioning now to the time of going inward in the darker months. And then your besom or your witch's broom, particularly ones that are made from wheat and that you can use um, some of these things that you harvest in making them. So that's a little bit about the symbols associated with Mabin. There are many more, but just the ones that pop in my head and that I, that I have in my home. So let's talk about some Mabin food and drink. So like Lamas, so like Lunasa, customary foods for Mabin are foods harvested from the land. I would say local land, if you can get those, you know, local to where you are, but particularly of hearty vegetables, fresh apples and apple desserts, which we know I love, <laughs> and beverages, wine, herby breads, pumpkin dishes, nuts, berries. Some of my favorite things that I make during this time are, well, apple apple crumbles. I love my apple crumbles, but I do a really great um veggie. I don't want to say it's a bake because I do it in my Dutch oven on my gas range on my stove top. But it has cranberries and apples and sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts. And I use um, a maple, like a maple glaze sauce on it and bacon. Oh my gosh, and crispy bacon I put in it. My, I feel like I'm literally going to drool as I say this right now, because I feel like my mouth is watering as I talk about these things, because I'm, I'm telling you, this is literally my favorite Sabbath and my favorite meal of the year. And I really need to start preparing like today, my menu, because, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, let me move on. Oh, yeah, some other things, cooking with pomegranates, of course, corn. Uh, let's talk about some activities that you can do to celebrate this second harvest festival. So you can make, and these are activities you can do by yourself or with your family members, or if you have children, you know, your little witchlings, you can do these activities with them. So you can create a leaf garland. So go out in nature, take a long walk with your family, 
collect vibrant, colorful leaves. Now, leaves haven't quite turned here. I'm seeing, I see the, the tips of some leaves turning color, but we're about another few weeks away from them completely turning. But the maven season extends up to Samhain, so you can do this anytime. Um, but yeah, collect these leaves and using a needle and some sort of twine or string, make a, your own fresh garland leaf instead of, you know, going to Michael's or Joanne Fabrics or wherever you, you go to buy those things. Um, try making your own and hang it over your front door. Use it to decorate a mantelpiece or a table or use it for dressing your altar. Another great activity is to make the corn dolly. Make a grain mother. Um, to remind you of the season and to serve as a as protection as you move farther through the the harvest seasons and even through the year to watch over your family. Keep your doll in your kitchen or on your altar, on again I said before, over your hearth, on your mantle to kind of watch over the family. Another good activity is to get out of nature and just wander. And I, I feel like I say this for every Sabbath because to me, celebrating the Sabbath is coming back to the earth and honoring the turn of the wheel and honoring the seasons. And so get out there, take a mindful walk in nature, find a state park, find a nearby forest. We have a forest right down the road from here where we like to go hiking. Grab your map, grab a compass, grab snacks, head out for an entire day with no exact plan in mind just wandering around to notice the rumblings of fall, the little animals skittering around, the colors galore. So get out there um, and do that. That's a great way to celebrate this festival. Another, oh, another activity that you can do, and this is one of my favorites, and I should be doing this more throughout the entire year, but I find that I make these more in the, the cooler months are simmer pots. And I know you all are familiar with simmer pots. I love putting together Mabin simmer pots because these are some of my favorite scents. So, you know, put cinnamon, clove, ginger, pumpkin, apple, whatever else you like that reminds you of this season. And you simply place those ingredients in a pot, just cover it with water so that there's maybe an inch, you know, above the ingredients and simmer them. Simmer the ingredients and your house is going to smell amazing. And you can keep this simmering all day. Just make sure you you continuously um, put water. Keep you know keep it moist, wet. You know keep that keep the water there so it's always simmering and it doesn't like dry out and burn. Because <laughs> then if you forget about it and it completely dries out, then that's obviously not good and a fire hazard. You could also do a simmer pot in a crock pot. I like to do I like to do this in a crock pot. So what I do to celebrate this festival for me it's all about being with my family and being grateful for everything that I have. Um I start the day typically with <laughs> big oh my gosh, big um biscuits for breakfast that are just smothered in icing <laughs> like cinnamon buns basically. And typically I'll do orange cinnamon buns just because I like the orange, the little zest. Um, so orange cinnamon buns, we take some time in the morning to go for a nature walk. This will happen this weekend because of schedules in school and, and work. Um, so we'll go for a nice long nature walk. We have the, the local forest, not too far, the state forest down the road here. So we'll go there for quite some time and probably do an hour or two of just hiking. And then 
Typically we come back and I'm doing kitchen witching all day. This is a Sabbath where I will spend time in the kitchen and I love spending that mindful time in the kitchen and preparing a meal to, you know, nourish my family. And I'm always throwing, you know, intention and magical intentions into my festival cooking sessions. I mean, I do it every day anyway, but I mean, I really go crazy, especially during Mabin Samhain Yule. Into, yeah, in bulk as well. And Ostar, I would say. Those are the ones that I really do a lot of cooking. Even Lunasa, I did do a really nice um, herby bread at Lunasa. But anyway, I digress. Moving on. So this year, I am going to do herby biscuits um, with rosemary, thyme, and sage. I'm definitely doing those because they're a hit. I'm going to do my big fall bake that I do on the stovetop in my... Dutch oven. And I talked about that earlier with the sweet potatoes and the cranberries and the bacon and the Brussels sprouts. Oh, it is so delicious. So I'm going to do that. I'm definitely making a cider, a hot cider that I will let simmer all day. So that will almost serve as my simmer pot on the autumn equinox. That will simmer all day. It makes my house smell amazing. And then we get to drink it. And I usually do cider, cranberry juice, oranges, apple, cinnamon, clove, and sometimes I'll toss in some pumpkin spice. Um, I'll make pumpkin bread as well. So I'll have some pumpkin bread at this Sabbath. And I'm not sure what else. I'm sure I'm going to add more to the menu. I'll probably do deviled eggs because I've talked before about how much I just love eggs in general. Not that eggs are particularly, you know, connected to the Sabbath, but you know, my family loves it. I'm grateful for them. So I'm going to make it for them. And then we every year do a family gratitude ritual at this Sabbath. And so we will do a gratitude ritual together, which is really lovely um, to celebrate in the Sabbaths with my family. And then if the evening is nice, right now I don't think they're calling for rain. Earlier there was like a 50% chance. We'll see. Um, But we'll go outside to the bonfire and take the ritual outside and do something with it there. And then just sit around and have our cider and maybe some wine and enjoy a little bonfire. So that's how I plan on celebrating. I'm not doing any I'm not doing any big ritual. We're doing our family ritual. I'm not doing any um any detailed ritual at this point. Maybe I'll change that. But I'm just going to you know, make it a nice relaxing day and just going to spend some time out in nature and a lot of time in the kitchen, which I love during this particular Sabbath. So, I hope that that gave you a nice overview of Mabin of the Autumn Equinox. And I hope that you have found some tips and ways that you can celebrate. And again, as always, there are great resources and books out there just on the Sabbath that goes into much more detail than I go into on my podcast. So feel free to check those out. And now let's get into the card pull. Okay, so it's time for the card pull of this episode, and I am using today the Witchlings deck by Paulina Cassidy. Um, I love all of her work, so let me just go through here. Yeah, she does the Witchling, she did the Spirit Song, and some other decks that I have. Okay, so the card of the week is Relaxation. Oh, this is a cute one. So it is a a little witch 
and she is leaning back on a flower and she has this cute, <laughs> this little orange and red and auburn dress on. And of course, her little owl is next to her and her message says, stop your world from spinning by partaking in well-deserved moments of relaxation. And I really like this um, because I think it's a nice reminder. We all need to just sit back and relax a little bit. This has been a hectic week. I mean, all summer was hectic, but this week was a little bit crazed because if you haven't seen, this is a good um, time to tell you this, right now I have a huge giveaway going on on my Instagram and I've come to together with four different witchy creators who make beautiful, beautiful handmade goods. And they each have made a custom item just for this giveaway. And so that's going on right now. But I have been getting that together, preparing that. Um, this week, I put out the Fit Witch Guide for the Maven Sabbath. So I had that going on. It was my son's birthday this week. So a lot happening. So now that this episode, I'm almost done um, recording this episode, which is kind of relaxing in and of itself, not not going to lie. Um, I'm going to take a couple minutes to chill and this card is reminding me and you to do that. So like a river, Petunia, she is the relaxation <laughs> witchling. Petunia flows so relaxed to end her day. Her mind melds into her spirit and with her body drift away. And relaxation is a process that decreases the effects of stress by embracing relaxation's freshingly, refreshingly peaceful energy. You'll enjoy the newfound calmness and the connectivity of it all. And I think we all need to make space for relaxation um, daily to get our minds off things that normally would stress us out. So it's good to take some time for mindful relaxation. And that looks different for everybody. For me today, I think it's going to be by reading a book. While my son has his afternoon class, I'm going to read a little bit and then I have to take him to a tennis lesson. So the rest of the day is kind of us rushing around, but I'm going to enjoy some peace and relaxation with maybe a tea and a book and that'll be really nice. So that was a nice little message. So I want to thank, there's a number of people that I want to give a shout out to while I was on my hiatus, many of you left reviews and rated the podcast. And again, I thank you so much for doing that. And I'm just going to quickly call out a number of you who have left really nice comments over the summer. So Ulo Gov, thank you for your kind words. Um, I'm glad that you find it refreshing and easily digestible. That is my hope. I want this to be like, you know, friends witchy friends sitting around a coffee table having a little chat about magical things. Um, little Turkey's Mama, thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for your comment. You took a little bit of a break with your practice and now you're jumping right back into it. And I'm so glad that you're getting a lot out of the podcast. Midsummer loving, thank you for your kind remarks. You're really enjoying the podcast. And let's see, men Kati, thank you for your kind words, along with Madison Blessing. Thank you for being obsessed with the podcast. Um, and I love what you said. You feel like you're having a cup of tea with a friend. That's exactly what I want out of this. Um, Spooky Space, thank you. 
Um, it seems like you've been overwhelmed lately, you said. So I'm so glad that, that this podcast makes you feel at peace. That makes me really happy. Um, talk to Kim. I love your comments. And I, I just laughed out loud when you said you started a journal to take notes on the podcast. I think that's fantastic. So thank you. Catmat36, thank you for your kind words um, about the podcast. Mama to the max, I'm glad that that you're enjoying this as the first witchy podcast that you're listening to. Thank you for your words. Amy Reynolds, thank you. Um, feels like more you're connected to kindred spirits. That's a really lovely comment. So thank you. Ginger Snaps 13. I'm assuming that's 13 is Roman numerals. <laughs> thank you for your kind words. I'm glad that you have found some solace in this podcast and in other ones. And a goody booty, <laughs> that was fun to say. Thank you for your words as well. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that you're finding that in my podcast is relatable and down to earth. That's what I, I look for. Um, Whittle Witch, I love this. Thank you so much. Your words are really appreciated. Um, knowledge, I'm knowledgeable and my voice is soothing. Sometimes I feel like it's not very soothing, but thank you. That makes me feel really good. And I am very realistic about my practice. Thank you for LT028. Um, I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast and Bruja Tabby 44. Thank you. I love that you're coming back to your rooted beliefs after a while. Um, Renip581. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're reconnecting to your practice as well. It seems like a lot of you are coming back and, and reconnecting. Star and Shadow, Star X Shadow, you're listening to this at 3.30 in the morning. Um, wow, that's really early. <laughs> but thank you. I'm so glad that you're enjoying the podcast. And Isabella Esplat, I'm sorry if I didn't say that correctly. Um, thank you so much for your kind words. And then um, I'm into people who've commented in May, so I think I may have, have acknowledged you before, but if not, thank you for Light Sleeper 17 and MKS 145. And to Carrie, all of you and your comments mean more than you know. If you are enjoying the podcast, a really great way to show support is to review, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you do that. Um, the more people that do that, the more this gets out there, that this podcast is here to get to other people. So please do that. Again, you can follow me on at Comfy Cozy Witch um, on Instagram. There's the Comfy Cozy Witch's Facebook group, which is up to almost 10,000 members, which is crazy. And I do wanted to say one more thing. I am going to be a presenter at a witches summit. It is the Empowered Modern Witches Summit. Again, there's a link in my bio on Instagram. And I'm presenting on comfy cozy rituals across the seasons next week, just in time for the autumn equinox. So you might want to check that out. It's a free conference. It's free to register. I think there is a payment option. You can pay a little extra to have access to all of the classes. And then you get like special goodies from all the presenters. I'm, I'm giving everybody who signs up at that route, um, a little extra goodie that I've written. But it is a free summit overall and free workshops. I think there's 12 or 15 authors, astrologers, um, and witches who are presenting at the Witches Summit. 
And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Again, feel free to subscribe to the newsletter. Again, that's in my bio on Instagram. But that's it for this week. I have a lot of fun things planned for the coming episodes for this second season. And I hope that you tune in again to hear what those are. So until next episode, everybody, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.